Hello, and welcome to the Gaming Podcast. Uh, Just remember, things I say might not always be right. Things change all the time, even as I make these episodes. Because this is the first episode, things are going to be a little shaky, so bear in mind with me as we go along. Today's top news gaming story, China has put a ban on video games that limits online game playing for young people to three hours a week. The new rule restricts online gaming for those under 18 to one hour in the evening on Fridays, weekends, and public holidays. The news was announced by the NPPA, otherwise known as China's National Press and Publication Administration. They say that they're worried that the children could get addicted to these video games, and they're worried about the eyesight. Now, as a man who plays video games myself, I can see where the addiction and eyesight problem come in, but at the same time, it's not that bad. I mean, sure, for our children, uh, I guess I can see where they could be concerned. Uh, the eyesight thing is nothing that can't be fixed by a uh, nap or two, and the addiction is a problem I see uh, nowadays in America, but um, I'm not sure how that would counteract that. Uh, back on topic. Uh, For us here in the U.S., uh, we're allowed to play video games whenever we want, right? You know, stay up till like 2 in the morning playing Call of Duty. And we're allowed to have uh, an alias for the name. Like, um, as a random example, like Epic Gamers 69, right? Uh, Chinese uh, children are not allowed to have that. Uh, Chinese government has stated that those who want to play video games have to use their real name and national identification numbers for their game account. For those who don't know, in China, an ID card is mandatory for all citizens who are over 16 years old. Each ID card has a unique 18-digit identification number, and by knowing this number, you can tell the cardholder's date of birth, place of birth, gender, etc., uh, personal information about them that the government needs to know. Um, for China, we are unsure what they will do next. They may put a permanent ban on these video games. They may decrease the time to which people have to play these video games to 30 minutes. They may remove the holiday portion. Uh, whatever happens next, uh, we will be here to report it. In this next section, we talk about a popular game and give them a shout out, recommend the game to you, and see what you think about it. Uh, Today's popular game shout out goes to the 2021 game released by IO Interactive, Hitman 3, the action-packed stealth mission series that was originally released back in 2017. The latest release, Hitman 3, has sold roughly about 11 to 11.2 million copies as of the starting of this recording, getting multiple 9 out of 10 on IGN, Game Informer, PC Gamer, and many more. For those people who have never heard or played any of the Hitman games, Hitman is a stealth-type third-person shooter where you have to find ways to kill your target, get creative, and find various things around the map. Uh, you can find axes and weapons, and you can find a stat, like a little mini statue, hit someone in the head with, kill them, you know, drop a chandelier on someone, push them off a building. There's a bunch of different ways. 
but out of all those tools, one of the best ones is that you can knock someone out and take their clothing. Now, you may think that's a little weird, but essentially, say you want to get into a back VIP room, right? Uh, you distract a guard, take him to somewhere where no one's looking, knock him out, and then you can take his clothes, and now there you go. You have a guard. Most standard people will think, hey, he's wearing those clothes, he must be a guard. But there are certain guys, like uh, head chiefs, who know their men, and if they see you, they will know that you are in disguise. Now, all of this can be yours for the small price of five or $59.99. That's right, 60 bucks for the game. Now, some players in the community say that's a fair price for the game and that they would gladly pay $9.99 for a DLC version. Hey, Jerry, you paid $9.99 for a DLC, right? Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, Jerry would definitely do that. He seems like the type of guy. On the other hand, most of the other players would say that they think the games are too expensive and that it should be lowered. As a Hitman player myself, I thoroughly enjoyed the Hitman games playing casual, just murder rampage. But at the same time as when the new ones came out, they kept getting expensive and I kind of just let go of the game. I wanted to continue playing, but like it was just getting so expensive and I really didn't want to burn more $60 holes in my pocket. Now, even with these high prices, that's not the only price you may have to pay. For all you Xbox and PlayStation players out there, download size is around 60 to 61 gigabytes. Now, that's even more than Call of Duty Warzone right now. And for all my PC gamers out there, don't worry, it's only 55 gigabytes on your standard condition. I don't know why it takes less space on a computer, but at least for me and my computer gang, we get them sweet 4K graphics. Thank you, TI3080. This next section is on a game that has made a boatload of money over an undetermined amount of time. We kind of just pick at random and see which has made lots of money. So, on today's high market money makers, we have one video game with the best sales this year is the expected Animal Crossing New Horizons, developed by Nintendo for the Nintendo Switch. For a game about doing chores and personalizing an island, $60 is quite a hefty game tag price. This is probably why Nintendo has made $654 million in global sales so far, just behind the highest gross game by Nintendo, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. I don't know if anybody of you played Mario, any of the Mario Karts, but for me, it's rage-inducing when I'm in first place, and then all of a sudden, I get blue-shelled right at the finish line, and then I come in seventh for some reason. Up next will be the uh, short, a short explanation of upcoming game tournaments, various games, uh, like Dota 2, League of Legends, CSGO, all those good stuff, team players, prize pool, and for certain games, uh, anything extra special that they do. So, for today's upcoming tournament is the 2021 Japan Rainbow Six Siege Championship going on from October 2nd to 31st. Your teams this year are Team Cyclops, Team Sengoku, Team Fav, Team Guts, Team Reject, Team Crest Gaming, Team North Petition, I am sorry if I mispronunciate that, and Team Eva 
A. It is unknown at this time what the prize pool will be, but last year the prize money was equivalent to 140,000 USD, split amongst the top four winning teams. With the winner being Team Cyclops. It is unknown at this point at what the terms of operators they're going to ban, but with Rook and Thatcher being the most banned operators on team attacking, we can only assume that they will get a tenth one under their belt. And for the defending team, Team Valkyrie has had 12 bans under her belt in total, with Cade only coming in second with seven. Now, surprisingly, Clash, the defending operator with a shield and the electric charge ability, has only had three bans in total right next to Malusi. We all know Clash. Everybody bans her in um, competitive matches under normal circumstances. Nobody really likes her. She's unbalanced and has been under reworks from Ubisoft multiple times, yet it does not seem to have worked. Now, you're all probably wondering who the least banned operators are, and uh, for our attacking team, we have Jackal, Lion, and Ash, all with one band under their belt, and uh, with uh, our defending team, uh, Jaeger and Mute, both with one also under their belt. Now, the map we see most played on is Villa, with seven plays and one ban. Now, the least picked map ever is no surprise at all, Theme Park, with no plays whatsoever and has been banned all eight times it has come up on the roster. The map with the most attacker wins is Cafe Drevoski, sorry if I mispronunciate, with 22 attacker wins and Oregon having the least with four wins. And the most defender wins is Clubhouse with 40 total wins and the least being five wins on Oregon. Now, we are unsure what Jap this year's Japan Rainbow Six Siege tournament will look like, but I can say for certain they won't be playing on the theme park anytime soon. That's for sure. In this next section, we talk about a random YouTuber that you guys can submit in and uh, we uh, will talk about. But for today, since this is the first episode, we will be talking about a YouTuber picked by someone here in our studio the YouTuber who goes by the name of Mr. Cat. He's American and usually makes short, less than 10 minute videos on the game Minecraft. In one of his newest videos, he's found a way to make a perfect circle in Minecraft. For all you Minecraft players, or those who just generally know Minecraft, you know it's a game about building of squares. Everything is made out of squares, from the mobs to the tools to you, and yet he's found a way to make a perfect circle with no mods whatsoever. He did it by using a command block and some armor stands. For those unaware, command block is a block that allows you to write code down and execute it. Say for example, you wanted to spawn in a zombie with some iron armor and a gold shovel, you can. Uh, you can do that with a line of code that you put into the command block, flip a lever on it, put, or a button, and you execute it. Now, I'm not going to tell you what the command is, because that would take a while. 
on April 16th of 2020, Cat only had around a thousand subscribers, but thanks to the famous YouTuber PewDiePie, Cat has risen in subscribers to 100,000 as of February 15th of 2021. Now, as of the recording of this podcast, Cat sits at a hefty 602,000 subscribers over with over 47 million views on his channel. Now, I don't know about you, but that's quite a lot. <laughs> I don't even have that much on my channel. In this next section, I will pick a random person or someone off the street, or you guys can submit your own, and uh, whether you know them or not, uh, we will uh, pick a random person and they will tell us about a game they like to play. So for today's person picked game, which was somebody from in the studio, they chose Stardew Valley. Stardew Valley is an 8-bit open-ended country life RPG where it's your goal to make the farm you best you can. Turn it from an overgrown field into a thriving farm that was given to you by your grandfather, or grandparents, I should say. Not only that, but the town next door is in disrepair. Help build the town back to its former glory, or choose a different path, one of mystery that involves a corporation of secrets. Ooh, spooky. Uh, along the way, you'll meet a plethora of NPCs. I'm pretty sure there was up to 49 different NPCs. Increase your relationships with them, and if you ever get bored of the NPCs, you can always have up to three other friends in the game with you. And for all you gamers who like to decorate with pizzazz, there's always multiple character, character and house customization options. So, welcome to Stardew Valley. And just remember, if you ever want to settle down, start a life with one of the characters, you can. Now, enjoy your stay and make yourself at home, because you are not leaving. In this next section, or segment as you want to call it, we will talk about an indie game that you may or may not know. So, today's indie game is a game called Muck. Don't worry, it's a very clean game, it does have a few rough edges though. Uh, released back in January of 2021, Muck is a first-person survival game developed by the YouTuber named Danny. The aim of the game is to collect resources, find items, and build a base to survive, kind of like Minecraft. But you do this for as long as you can, because when you die, uh, let's just say good things don't happen. <laughs> Muck is free on Steam, it has various bosses to go up against, and has multiplayer compatibility. You can have up to 8 players in a world with you. Now, as there are more people in the world, bosses' health and uh, item drops are uh, increased based on how many players you have. I am not sure what the percentage is, but uh, you'll have to look that up for yourself. Now, the game has over 75,000 very positive reviews on Steam. The game is very well liked among the player base and has 49 different achievements. So if you like achievement hunting, here you go. So for my hardcore gamers with no life, haven't touched grass and still live in their parents' basement, don't get mad at me, it's just a joke. One of the achievements is that you have to beat the game with only a rock, taking no damage and using no power-ups. Now, the game in itself is already hard even with all these tools available, but now you can't use 
any of them. It's like hardcore Minecraft, just more hardcore and less Minecraft. Uh, another achievement that you can do is that you have to beat the game with you and seven other players and none of you can take any damage. Now you'll have to coordinate with each player. You may have to write down a battle plan of what you're going to do because it's very challenging even just for yourself not to take any damage. These are of course achievements for a true gamer. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is the end. We have to conclude today's episode. I can't be here forever, or otherwise you guys would get bored, my, vi my voice would go, and things would just generally not be fun. I hope you all enjoyed. Please remember to give good feedback to let me know that you guys want more episodes. I will see you next time on the GamePod. Say goodnight, Jerry. Goodnight. Yeah, Jerry says goodnight. Goodnight, everybody. <laughs>